welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, manis. Bushwhacker, Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Solders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my God. We're in. We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. First, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors at Rogue Energy, RogueEnergy.com, an amazing place to go and get some amazing energy drinks where you can get zero sugar, gluten-free, no-crash energy drinks that satisfy your cravings. While you're there checking out RogueEnergy.com, at the checkout, use the promo code OLEPODS and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. And a huge thank you to our other sponsor, Collar and Elbow. Thank you to Al Snow, who created Collar and Elbow brand, a wrestling clothing collection for us fans Thank you. Go and check out colorandelbowbrand.com. And while you're there, use the promo code JKPODCAST and get 10% off your entire purchase there as well. I'm joined alongside my co-host, Chris Best, and a returning OMD for this edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Chris, how are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Late, A little bit of a late news day, but a lot, to, still a lot to unwrap with the stories we have here. Definitely. As we've always said on this program, we try to bring you stuff that maybe mainstream is not really talking about, although everything today seems to be pretty mainstream talked about, which is perfectly okay. OMD, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a long day, stressed out from other situations, but we're here to talk wrestling. And we're going to just have a good time and cut loose with that. That is exactly what we are here to do. Our first topic of the night is a little bit of a sad situation, a little bit of a bad news type of situation, which is is quite unfortunate. Somebody has become injured and will be out for about six to eight weeks. Yes, we are talking Brian Danielson, as given to us by Bree. She let us know that the uh, broken arm that... It, he suffered in his match with uh, Kazuchika Okada at Forbidden Door is a lot worse than they had anticipated. And, um, you know, initially they said six to eight weeks. Unfortunately, it seems as though it could actually be longer. All three of us have been inside of a professional wrestling ring at one time or another throughout our lives. How does an injury set things back and how can one recover and i know that you know we really haven't had these 
types of injuries, but I think we've heard from enough of our friends, colleagues, and even these superstars to kind of have a little bit of an idea. Chris, what are your thoughts on this? So I'm my one major ring injury is similar in vain to uh, Brian Danielson's. I didn't break my arm, but I was a main event guy at the time. I was the heavyweight champion for our company when I dislocated my shoulder. Mm. Um, It does set you back. It does throw you off, but you just got to keep at, keep on keeping on, you know, there's, I mean, knowing Brian Danielson, one of the hardest workers in pro wrestling, I, I wouldn't be surprised if within a month's time he's trying to get back in the ring, you know? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> OMD, what are your thoughts here, my friend? It definitely sets everything back. Um, and not just for the wrestler. It sets back creative decisions. Yep. It sets the whole company back. Um, so I mean, that's the other thing too. Like again, Brian Danielson, main event dude, they probably had a lot of, uh, a lot of big stories planned for him over the next little while. And yeah. And I mean, that was a pushed away. That that was an amazing match. So I don't know how he won that match with a broken arm. Right. Well, I mean, in the same vein, how did Kurt Angle win a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? Touche, touche. And I want to give props to Okada because now it makes sense why he tapped out so quickly in the finish. Melball, thank you. <laughs> it makes sense why Okada tapped out as fast as he did now. Right. 100% it makes sense. I mean, that, that whole matchup itself, um, from what I'm seeing, um, you know, was what, like, maybe 20 minutes like 15 minutes ish maybe yeah yeah he wrestled 10 minutes more mm-hmm. from the time that he broke his arm yeah so yeah. i mean that's that's tremendous heart hustle and you know and, props to him and from what i've read okada wanted to go home right away as soon as he as soon as danielson told him about the broken arm Right. But Danielson being the hard worker and wanting to yeah. push through it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I there, mean, there's kind of a stubbornness to that, but there is, which is probably what made the injury worse. But you yeah. know, again, all credit to him. Sure, you're setting back your I mean, your overall long term health too. I mean, I'm not I can't remember how old Danielson is. But I mean, he's got a young family at home. He's close to our. He's in, he's in our age range. Yeah. So he's got a young family at home, and I mean, I know Chris. Unfortunately, you're not. But I mean, as parents, Carl, I mean, it's hard to not be able to come home and hug your kid and lift them up. And mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely is. So now, well, I mean, do my cats count? I mean, when I come home from being at work, am I going yeah. to see my cats? Yep, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yep. Pets are family too. You're a fur daddy. Oh, and my bird. Yep. <laughs> so now this begs to question what does this mean for, for these big shows that are going to be coming? We know. The biggest shows of the summer are happening in August and starting of fall in September. You know, we've got All In. It's going to be happening at the Wembley Stadium. Yeah. And then we have All Out 
happening in Chicago early September. So wait, when was the London show again? Sorry. Um, August, it says. Yeah, I don't see him being on that show. Me I, I, I see him being on that show in a managerial capacity for the well, BCC, that, yeah, that's depending right, on what still, they're doing. He can still corner uh, the Blackpool Fight Club. JJ, JJ how you doing? JJ. Yeah, I mean, he definitely can be in the corner for, you know, the combat club, the Blackpool Combat Club. But or, or, knowing or we, who he is, he's, he's going to want to get involved in some capacity, whether it's taking a bump, you know, even just a small bump. And if he does and something goes awry, how much longer is that going to keep him out? Right. So do and, we even do we even entertain the thought of him being there even in a managerial role? Yes, and I'm going to, but I'm also going to suggest this. Do we see him run it back to what he did a couple of years ago in AEW when he was injured and promised a new partner for the BCC who was the best wrestler that he had known? And they debuted Claudio. Right. But, they, they but they've done that, that already. I won't so say Brian Danielson on Claudio, by the way. <laughs> Um, I've always actually had concerns for Brian Danielson wrestling, especially after the concussion stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know sure, all too sure. well about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. He seems to be working a, a semi safer, I guess you could say. But right, there's still I'm always going to have that worry, and I have that worry even with guys like Edge as well with his neck and Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah Kurt well, too. absolutely, a hundred percent. Even Sting. Oh, Sting I mean, too. Sting is working 100% safer and really managing his load in in the ring, in his matches. He definitely is. But, I mean, again, there comes a time where, you know, maybe we need to um, kind of take a step back and step away from what we were doing because we don't want these injuries like Brian Danielson has right now that show in x-rays that it is worse than right. it was actually originally thought to be. And then that's going to really give uh, uh, huge complications for someone who is already a little further up there in yeah. age. So I don't know if I want to, you know, Sting, I love you. Steve, you are absolutely amazing. But I think it's time. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been saying that for years about Sting. I still love him though. Right. Oh, I yeah. do too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The WWE has had many different shows, pay-per-views back then, PLEs they called them now. Many different factions, groups that have come in from you know, DX to bringing in the NWO to having Nexus, all of these different factions that have come in. And we now have arguably one of the best factions of this era in the Judgment Day inside of the WWE right now. Now, I know last night we kind of talked a little bit about Ed Fries. No, we actually didn't talk ab about Ed Fries <laughs> in a bad light at all. Not at all. 
but he's coming all. in saying hello hello gents have a great show and he will and he's got to be he's got to be jumping for joy right now i'm sure he probably is i'm gonna guess the hail one <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it at that and let ed fries report on that all right sounds good. that's right because after this show, at <laughs> roughly 10.10, you can catch Ed and Astrid on taking over right here on the Our Local Establishment Network. Now, we've talked about last night the Judgment Day and, and how we kind of see a little bit of a downfall or a breakage or a dissension of some sort. Mm. But... What I'm going to talk about now might put a little bit of a different spin on that. Mark, thank Mark, you so much man. for coming in. Mark talks and plays. It's multi-talented. Says, hey, just wanted to come and say hi while I watch NXT. I appreciate that greatly, my friend. I understand, you know, even if you leave it tabbed on your computer... And let it go as you're watching NXT. Something as simple as that really helps out the channel. Yep. Really helps out our local establishment. Simple, I did that small this afternoon. I had two YouTubes running. I was watching. I was listening to our, our show last night because I wanted to catch where my internet went out to see what happened. Oh, yeah. On your end. And I watched uh, Undertaker and Triple H WrestleMania 28 Hell in a Cell match. Nice. nice. So the Judgment Day, I don't believe, is going to be going anywhere. No, um, I'm with you on this one now with uh, with this new copyright uh, coming into play. However, I'm still going to bunk off my theory with uh, the whole J.D. McDonough taking over the Judgment Day and kicking Finn out. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and Mark, I figured it was you. I appreciate you letting me know, though, says I was named Mark Talks Wrestling been around here for quite a while says so changed it so i can play different games on twitch fully understandable my friend understandable so the wwe filed a new trademark on june 22nd for the term judgment day the categories for this range from packaging stickers greeting cards pictures calendars posters trading cards various books and various yeah. paper products <laughs> Right now, it remains to be seen what exactly the WWE intends to do with Judgment Day, as we've been talking about, or even regarding merchandise, as they are still prominent on the show. Right. So that's why I say, as Mark says, bless you, apparently. Thank you, Mark. Your big old sneeze. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have to get you set up with your keyboard so that you can just hit the uh, M button and mute yourself when you go to sneeze or cough. We'll get that figured out for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I really thought that their copyright hold on the, the word Judgment Day wasn't just for the Judgment Day pay-per-view they used to have. Mm -hmm. I thought it encompassed a whole bunch of different things because, again, with the Judgment Day pay-per-view, they still had Judgment Day pay-per-view t-shirts. Uh, right. Judgment Day pay-per-view stickers for your custom rings or whatever, you know? Right. That, right. That's what I right. thought. They, I thought they still had that. I guess they maybe they renewed it or added on to it, maybe. Maybe. It might have been maybe. a renewal. 
yeah, maybe they changed it to get away because I mean, yes, we are seeing some older PLEs now coming back later this year. Right. So you also have to wonder if maybe is that a possibility or is it now strictly just for the faction? And you know if they're and do, do they it. get their own PLE? I was just going to say, if they do a Judgment Day PLE, if they bring that back, Judgment Day has to be in all the main angles. <laughs> How about Judgment Day sold out? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a little too far for me. <laughs> as much as I actually enjoyed the NWO pay-per-view when I was young, I'd come back and realized that pay-per-view was crap. <laughs> it was. With the exception of Eddie Guerrero versus Six in, the lat- in that ladder match. Right. Yeah. So it is being reported that the WWE is actually thrilled with the current uh, uh, iteration of the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. with even Finn Balor being praised very highly for fulfilling whatever role the WWE has uh, really needed him for. And Rhea Ripley has also been getting a lot of compliments on her work as an in-ring competitor and a manager. So well, she was fantastic in Dom's corner last night. Yes, she was. Right? Absolutely. And that's 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 why I'm finding it a little more difficult to believe as you think that it's going to be like JD McDouchebag coming in and uh you know kind of I, I yeah, but I'm I'm looking over at this Finn I'm out. looking at this now as maybe 5 6 months down the road, you know. I'm okay. I'm going to say this is I am looking at seeing JD McDonough, Jordan Devlin join the judgment day, but I'm going to see priest getting that push to the main event scene with Finn and McDonough going for the tag. Okay. Interesting. That'd be a different take on uh, a leader. Cause usually the leader of the faction is the one that goes after the world heavyweight title. Yes. Right. But Rhea is technically the leader. Well, yeah, being that she's, uh, well, she's been in the Judgment Day longer than everybody else. Yep. Right. She's the... No, she has Damien. Damien. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Damien did come in a couple weeks beforehand. Yes. Yeah. And then you could get Dom into that intercontinental title picture and give the Judgment Day all the gold. Right. So Mark is saying, I don't see anything happening to the Judgment Day till WrestleMania when it's JD versus Finn for the control of Judgment Day, and okay. they all turn on Finn. And Balor. that's why I said, and that's why I said five or six months down the road. Yeah. in about six months, we are already going to be on the road to WrestleMania. We truly yeah. begin the road to WrestleMania at Royal Rumble. Usually, well, that's when it's announced, but. The road to WrestleMania really begins after SummerSlam. Well, that's the path. Yeah, the road to WrestleMania is pretty much laid out for us at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I, I wouldn't say SummerSlam. I would say maybe Survivor Series. Okay. Because they still have that as a pretty major PLE. Right. But I mean, but I mean, I think OMD means that usually we have a clear idea of what's going to happen by Mania around SummerSlam. Right. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Because they'll even take some of that and incorporate it into the Survivor Series pay-per-view. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so I totally get that. Totally do. 
somebody here besides the three of us who I'm pretty sure has worked for the WWE before has been a correspondent with the NHL network and the NHL on TNT who has been with the WWE in the past is making a return and I couldn't be any more happy for this. The WWE names Jackie Redman as the WWE Raw backstage interviewer and kickoff show co-host. She's going to be the backstage interview on Raw alongside Byron Saxton. And she's going to serve as the new co-host on the pre-show panels at the PLEs alongside Kayla, Peter Rosenberg, and Booker T. What do you guys think about Jackie coming back? Okay, um, so it's not technically a return because she's been doing Raw Talk as well for the last few years as well. But I mean, it's a return to TV on a more visual scale, I guess you could say. Right. Um, but I am tremendously excited for her. A lot of, uh, and I'm going to point the, put this out to our American viewers who don't know her well. She brings to the product a wealth of wrestling knowledge. She's got a lot of it. She did Aftermath TV up here for several years prior to WWE coming on on board. Yeah, she, she did that did. with Jimmy Corderas and um, Santino Morella, I believe, was yep. the yes. other host at the time. Yep. But she brings, like I said, she brings to her. Uh, she brings. She brings a wealth of knowledge of wrestling. She brings a wealth of knowledge of just production as a whole. So yep. she, she's got the skills to be a phenomenal interviewer. I. Oh yeah. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, as Carl touched on, she has worked there before. Mm -hmm. She's done the, the pre and post shows. Chris, you just touched on Raw Talk. You've touched on Aftermath. Then there's the NHL Network. She is just a wealth of sports knowledge. Yeah. Not just wrestling, not just hockey. Oh, she oh, is that's right too. and even before the NHL, she worked for the MLB doing uh doing their uh post show or pregame show reports and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's stayed very, very active in everything. Oh, and yeah. so I couldn't be more excited for Miss Jackie Redmond. And let's not forget, she also does um WWE Rivals on A&E. Yep. Right. Um, now, I know she's not on Most Wanted Treasures, but she also does one other one on A&E. Or she was doing another one. Oh, the... Um, yeah, the Wrestling's Greatest Rivalries, and then there was the other one, the after... Like, the fallout from those rivalry shows that she was doing as well. Like, the, oh. uh, an after-show kind of deal, right? Yeah. So Redman worked for Sportsnet 360 in Canada. Yeah, and there's she one thing I want to point out: Canadian I, as well. Which yeah, and that's, that's the other thing, man. Canadian flavor to the show, more of it, right? Yep. <laughs> um, but another thing she did uh, just before she, when she got before she got hired to Sportsnet 360 up here in Canada, she was on that Gillette uh, series, and I remember her saying on that show, the Gillette series, where she got uh, she won the uh, the chance to work for Sportsnet 360. Yes. But um, I remember on that show, like the first episode, she came out and said, I don't want to be looked at as another pretty girl, which, by the way, she is a very gorgeous woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
she's like, I want to showcase my knowledge of sports. And the, the first interview she did blew my mind with, with what she did, you know? Yeah. Right. Yep. So I do want to make known as well that there were a couple other changes that happened. We are going to be seeing uh, Megan Morant. Unfortunately for us, she will not be able to ever be on a Monday Night Raw watch along with us because she's taken on a full-time role at Stanford's studios and will host Raw Talk, SmackDown Lowdown, and the Raw Sidecast on Twitch, as well as hosting work for international and digital programming. And in Moran's place, Kathy Kelly is being uh, or is going to be uh, on SmackDown to work as a backstage interviewer alongside Kayla Braxton. And all wow. of these new roles are going to go into effect this Saturday with the Money in the Bank broadcast from the O2 Arena in London, England. So and congratulations to all of them for this, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Jackie's backup is still going to be Byron Saxon, by the way. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Can we just get Showtime Percy Watson to come and be a backstage interviewer instead? <laughs> That'd be cool. I actually liked Percy Watson over Byron. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, me too. Me too. Or Titus O'Neil? I, I would be fine with Titus. I would. Yep. I just like Titus as a person. He's just amazing. Something that I want to make sure gets put out there that I'm sure a lot of people are not talking about. And this wasn't even something that was on our uh, docket for the night. But one of the greatest of absolute all times inside the professional ring who has sadly passed away is adding another accolade to their resume. On Wednesday, June 28th, that is going to be tomorrow, the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame is honoring their 2023 class, and one of those names is the late, great WWE Hall of Famer, Eddie Guerrero. Great emphasis on great, because Eddie deserves every single accolade he gets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, no I don't question about that. I, I don't think the word great does it justice to just how amazing Eddie was as both a talent and a human being. Viva la raza. Yes. You got that right, Mark. So. Eddie Guerrero is receiving this honor three years after his father, Salvador or Gory Guerrero, uh, went into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. And the El Paso Times actually ran a story about Eddie's induction, which included comments from Vicky, Eddie's sister, Linda, Dean Malenko, and his high school friend and teammates on the uh, uh, on the school's wrestling team. Um I'm super happy about this. And again, I think this is something that a lot of people are probably not mentioning or talking about. And I think that for this, for Eddie Guerrero, it definitely should be something that is brought up. And I'm glad that I came across it literally just 
before we talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm super happy that it came up. Yes. Mark says, when I was growing up, I was told to hate him, but loved him more and more every time I saw him. One of the greatest luchas of all time and one of the greatest WWE wrestlers of all time. That was yes. the beauty of Eddie Guerrero, man. You yep. love to hate him. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it just works so like he was just, yeah, he was fantastic at what he did. It yeah. didn't matter what fantastic. he did. He could be a baby face. You'd absolutely love him. And then he'd be the most vile asshole heel. And yeah. you could easily hate him. But that's that's how that's how he he was easy. He could make you eat out of the palm of your hand. No problem. Out of the palm right. of his hand. No problem. Right. Oh, yeah, he definitely could. And that's why if he were still alive today, I could see him at the performance center teaching people how to do that. Yep. He'd be the one running the promos class. Yep. Yes, he could be. He definitely could be. We've only got a couple of topics left here before we get to them. I want to give a few shout outs. I want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at realwrestling.net. Turnbuckle Talk is international as we are showcased on Real Wrestling, which is a UK based website. News and views by real fans happening over at realwrestling.net. And if you're into comic books, Funko Pops, games, collectibles anything like that i want you to go check out our friends over at invasion comics and collectibles you can check them out at invasioncnc.ca over there you will find a plethora of items with a secure checkout website for you to use to have whatever item is available there shipped to you so thank you to our friends over at InnovationCNC.ca. You actually reminded me I wanted to go on that website to look for something myself. So. <laughs> yes, Mark, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, Mark is saying he would have been an excellent member of a group as a manager. Now, I, I think he I would have would... been involved in the current LWO angle. Exactly. That's that's yeah. where I was going with it. I think that Eddie Guerrero would have been a much better suit if he had been alive, if he was still with us today, yes. than Rey Mysterio. I think Eddie would have been perfect for that. Well, I mean, yes. Eddie was the creator of the original LWO, so yes, yeah. he was. And then for him to 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 take some others under his wing and go with it as the mentor, the manager for them, oh, would have been very, very beautiful to see. Even for something like that, I could even be willing to let them bring Chavo back Mm -hmm. into the managerial. I mean, he's he's still in AEW, right? Nope. See, that goes to show how much I watch AEW sometimes. No, he hasn't been there in a year and a half. Yeah, he's just and he can float all the way off into the abyss. Yeah. And Vicky's, okay Vicky's contract is expiring this month, I believe. 
Um, so it's going to be the I'm first time sure. in almost 30 years that we haven't had a Guerrero involved in wrestling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know anything about AEW contracts, but something that I do know about AEW and AEW Dynamite is that they like to tout big things and surprises happening. Thankfully, this here is not a surprise for us. AEW is giving us tomorrow already announced John Moxley taking on Tomohiro Ishii on Dynamite. Now, Sunday's 10-man tag team match at Forbidden Door. After all of that, Mox and Ishii are looking to lock up once again. They announced this on Twitter that it will be a singles match on Dynamite. My question for you with this, does this make you more apt to watch the show or do you even give a shit? Chris? I want to watch it because I'm a fan of Tomohiro Ishii and I just know that he's going to stiff the shit out of John Moxley. (laughs) And Moxley's going to give it right back to him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do like both of them. Yes, Tomohiro Ishii is somebody I am familiar with from New Japan. Um, I will likely be watching the NHL draft tomorrow night, so I will probably be missing Dynamite. Right. Um, But honestly, I don't really give a shit. Like, is it going to close off what happened from the 10-man tag? Or is it just going to further that? Or is this going to further and start a new rivalry with Eddie Kingston because Tomohiro Ishii was Kingston's guy for the tag? Now, you you seem to have a lot of questions when it comes to this. So why don't you watch to find out the answer? Touché. Touché. I feel that, that I... that's exactly what AEW is doing right now. Yeah. They're touting this. They're giving us this. They're saying, hey, this matchup is going to be happening on Dynamite for us to tune in because we have these questions coming out of this 10-man tag match. Plus, it's just freaking Ishii. Yeah. Right? Plus, I mean, this bunks on our news story from a couple, or a week or a couple weeks ago where John Moxley announced that he's got the residence card for New Japan. This is going to be right. his first feud for New Japan, obviously. Yeah. Could very well be. Makes sense match. as well. I know we see this every match from Moxley, but if Moxley doesn't bleed from getting a headbutt from Ishii, it's going to be disappointing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, th- I think it's a, it's a great way for uh, AEW to do this. And, uh, New Japan as well to be involved with that. I think it's beautiful because like you said, he does have his card to go and work. So yeah. let's test the waters in the North American market first. Yeah. Before we bring it over to Japan. Yeah. yeah and because, that's, that's... because we're going to have these fans that are now invested in this in North America going, holy shit, I got to see what happens over on New Japan now. And we're going to have more people going over and checking out New Japan Professional yeah. Wrestling. 
And that's just where I was going to go with that because New Japan is trying to get into the North American market and they tried yeah. to with Jeff Jarrett and Global Force, but that didn't quite work out. They tried to on their own. That kind of worked out, but not really. Right. But this whole thing with right. AEW is helping them get through the North American door, as it were. Right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose yet another question. Is it a part of the Owen Hart no, not that I'm aware of. It is okay. Okay. Just here's the other thing matchup. because if it was, here's the other thing: Do they then push it to Mox versus Punk in the Owen Hart Cup? And I hope not. I hope not either. Speaking of Punk, did you guys happen to catch the booze he got? Oh yeah, coming up for his match. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet. So, oh. Well, he got booed vociferously. So, yeah. Well, it was the same thing on Rampage Friday. <laughs> Mark is saying yes. FBM Punk. Yes, yeah. I completely, completely agree, Mark. So, I do want to make mention that Moxley and Ishii have met in singles competition only once before. That was in 2019 at the uh, New Japan Professional Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament. Moxley came out on top after about a 20-minute matchup. But they have been involved in different tag team matches and, you know, like six-man matches and stuff like that. So this I'm I'm excited (laughs) for this. I, I I definitely am excited for it. And thankfully, I will be off to be able to see it yes yeah Again, that's the other mark that's... i completely completely agree he needs to go away <laughs> that's the other thing i'm excited about is uh basically with new japan coming into the north american market and for those of us who can't uh, get new japan world because of money issues such as myself right i'm happy that i get to see my favorite new japan guys on our tv now because of right. what AEW and new japan are doing Right. And just for those that have audio only, I will let you know that what OMD was talking about there with Mark, Mark says he makes me want to turn the telly off and throw it at him. And then he says now, apparently Collision only got 500k viewers this past week. Yeah, they yeah said that's a steep drop in viewers. It is, and that that's something that you know I really didn't want to touch on right now because I know that it's going to fluctuate. I know yeah. that there's going to be times where it's up. There's going to be times where it's way down. A hundred percent, I know that. So I don't want to make any any type of rash commentary on the numbers of viewers for Collision, considering it's only their second one that they've done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up, Mark. But we're not going to go fully into it as of yet. No. And yeah, you know what he made? It's way Mark, too early. It's yeah, a whole I mean, wait three or four months kind of deal. Sorry, Carl. I keep interrupting. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Mark makes a really good point here too. He says it's going to get get worse on Saturday because of the Money in the Bank PLE as well. And yeah, yeah you know what? I totally understand that. And and again, yep. that's why I'm not. I'm not going to really yeah. focus too much on it just no. yet. Well, see, Chris, that's going to be kind of a fallout. Uh, it's going to be airing after the pay-per-view. So maybe 
maybe Tony Khan wants to do something to say, hey, after money in the bank, or not say after money in the bank, but do something that's going to pop the crowd for that one show. He's going to have a huge announcement. <laughs> he has one every week. Um, no, and I mean, again, you guys make great points. Um, I always find, like, yes, weekends when you get that stuff, with a paper ple pay-per-view whatever it is this week followed by another show sometimes i find it overwhelming to watch that much wrestling but as we've discussed here numerous times especially when it comes to ratings they do fluctuate because how many people have it pvr how many people watch yeah, wrestling nobody looks at the pvr numbers no and you look at Coming up in September, when football season starts, and October, when hockey season starts, as baseball is winding down, as basketball season picks up, mm -hmm. the ratings go all over the place. So, yeah, for every company, they do exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. They do. If you guys are looking for any merchandise from Turnbuckle Studios, I want you to take a look at the ticker down below. And for those on audio only, carlcarafel.redbubble.com, which will be in the uh, description as well for everywhere that you are seeing this on audio only, carlcarafel.redbubble.com. There is Turnbuckle Talk merchandise, Beats and Beatdowns, The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, Paramindful, some miscellaneous stuff and yes even at least right now one shirt for omd's locker room visits they are all available there at carlcarafel.redbubble.com we are coming up to our final topic here for the evening and that topic has to do with the story changes this is something that has been very apparent for a lot of people, for a lot of fans such as us who mm. are a little bit more in the know when it comes to the business. Um, Chris, you brought this one to my attention. So I want you to, I want you to take this one on and, and, and kind of let me know your feelings on this and kind of what's going on to make this come to fruition. Okay, so uh, Parrish actually made me aware of this last night, too, after the Raw watch-along. But Triple H and Tony Khan... Wait, is that his name? I can't remember. Anyways, Nick Khan. Nick Khan, right. Anyways, uh, Triple H and Nick Khan sat down and, and had a meeting with Vince McMahon about yesterday afternoon about how he keeps putting his finger on the pulse as far as the creative for WWE goes and how he is making these last minute changes that in the end sometimes are good sometimes are bs right one incident one incident last week that was good was taking out uh seth rollins and uh the world uh, the open challenge for the world heavyweight title because that built more to the they they use that to build more to uh, uh finn and seth but right. the one that really bugged me last week was when they took out bailey and uh, Shotzi, because I wanted to see that match. 
and there was money in the bank implications on there. There was so that was a major angle that they took out that Hunter was trying to push for. And Hunter yeah. had told Vince, like, we did we did angles, we did interviews for this. We cannot take this out. So and they still did. You know what? This hmm. <laughs> so yes, Vince McMahon has been making changes. And a lot of last-minute changes to the programming. We talked about last night. Supposedly, been on last night's show too. There was things that were changed, yeah. but we we talked about getting a lot of different surprises, things that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that Triple H has his hand in. He is oh, probably yeah, yeah. going to the to you know like the website and and going to the people that do the website and saying, "Hey, listen. We know 100% this match, this match. That's all you're going to put on there. That's all you're going to put. Anything yeah. else is just going to be a bonus because if he changes things once again, we know that it's going to be with a secondary program and not a primary program that is happening right now. Yes. That just clicked in my head. I'm going, yep, that's why we keep getting all these that, surprises. That's kind of why I stopped talking because I saw you have that. I saw the light bulb pop above your head there. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. It it makes sense now. And I, I didn't think about that before. But now, now it's crystal clear. That's why we are excited about Raw. That's why we're excited because we're getting all of these, these uh, you know, surprise matches yeah these surprise entrances these surprise interviews on ryan smackdown too we're getting to it all an, to use an example last night to the two final matches carmelo hayes and finn balor and cody and damian priest none of yeah. those were announced in advance no 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 um, at the same time those main events actually maybe should have been announced in advance but yeah. right now, omg you got anything on this I do, and I mean, I've seen different articles. I had one that said certain superstars, and so I didn't see which superstars are still in favor of creative with Vince. Okay. And Vince is going to have his boys and his backers in the back. Of course. Triple H, of course, has all of his old crew from NXT. Right. That he's groomed and brought up, and we are seeing them flourish and get the spotlight now that they deserve oh i just remembered which segment which one it was that vince uh vinced on Mm. it was the carmelo hayes finn balor match okay i just remembered i read that just before going coming to broadcast oh geez (laughs) um but that now, was still I mean, a fantastic match and didn't hurt Mello in any way. So No, no, it didn't. I mean, and I know we've said it before, like, even as fans, you know, like, we can sit back and blame Vince and we can blame creative. And that's for any company. Right. But when are we going to stop reading the dirt sheets? When are we going to actually put our phones down and enjoy wrestling? I do that often. Yeah, me too. On the days of shows, other than like uh, maybe when we're 
and talking pre-raw uh, raw watch along, I'll ask you guys what's on the docket for the show tonight. Okay, you know. Yes. Right. Now I do have an article, or I had an article here mm-hmm. about superstars who were frustrated, and again, it didn't give any names. And it has their new strategy to prevent Vince from changing the card. I think I know which article you're talking about, OMD, and I can tell you one of those superstars was Bray Wyatt. Um, And that is is that they are now going to start and I agree with Mark on this statement here, too, actually. Okay, let's let's let OMD get his thoughts out here. Yeah. Um, and that is, is that they are now going to start pre-advertising matches. So you'll get a match announcement for two to three weeks down the road so that Vince cannot change it. But how and does that stop him? Yeah, Vince will find a way to change it. So, and I mean, we've seen it in other companies too, where they will book a title match. We've seen it in WWE even before as well with Raw, with SmackDown, especially when you're going to get something like a world title match for Raw 30. But this is part of their strategy. I mean, I kind of liken these last-minute changes to the Finger Poke Doom episode of Nitro, because that was a last-minute change. It was supposed to be Goldberg and Kevin Nash that night. Yes. Right. Part of this article says, according to a new report from Fightful Select, Vince McMahon... Yeah, typically likes to make sure that advertised matches take place on the show. A source told them that advertising matches on SmackDown weeks in advance could be an effort to Vince-proof some of the plans and prevent him from making alterations. But ultimately, what is Vince's control anyways? I mean, I feel like uh, Nick and Triple H have more control over the company than Vince should. Other than him being just a shareholder, really. Vince is still the chairman of the board. Mm. Technically. In we're gonna get to uh we're gonna get to Mark here. Um and Mark, you know where where you're right, where where praise is due, I do give it, especially to Vince McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I will oh, I praise see. that guy to the high heavens. But he says we blame Vince and praise Hunter, but it's never the other way around. When someone deserves praise, they should get it. A 100%, I fully agree with that. Um, yeah. He says and, and that I, will stop. He has uh, he has did it for uh, Bailey and Shotzi on SmackDown. And then I agree with you as well here where you say F, Fightful. Um, I, don't, I don't typically like to use the F word out loud on this program itself but f fightful i disagree with him and uh he can come into my dms or he came he came into my dms and abused me wow. yeah i when it comes to anything fightful i i do not listen to any of that no fightful, I mean, fightful not... select none of that um but yeah you gotta admit srs has been kind of right with a lot of his stories for the most part Right, but it's not always just Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Oh, I know it's the other ones too. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I agree here. Like there, I, I'm actually racking my brain trying to pick out a moment where I I had to not give praise to Hunter though. 
Well, I think I'm, right now, because everything is so fresh, so new, and so, uh, you know, good in our mm -hmm. eyes, it is very much so what we want right now. Because yeah. Triple H knows, Hunter knows, yeah. right? The man, Paul Levesque, knows what the professional wrestling fans want. Yeah. So that's what he's giving us right now. That's what he's allowing us to see. So of course we're going to be going hell. Yeah. Yeah. He's God. He is, he is higher in God mode than Roman Reigns is right now. Triple H is the be all end all. And yeah. there is no way to the WWE ring except through Hunter. Which, okay, so it has been good. It has been very good. Yes. But he wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for Vince. No, he wouldn't. Right. He wouldn't have this if it wasn't for marrying Stephanie. <laughs> Which yes, there'd be no he... Stephanie if there was no Vince. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Mark says, Hunter messed up with uh, Cody and the return to Ciampa. Um, Vince changed Ciampa's return so he could win. Yes, but the Ciampa return worked. That change worked. And for Hunter, I don't think Hunter messed up with Cody yet because we have, if you remember, post-WrestleMania, Hunter said, let the story play through. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So I, mean, I, don't I think And I don't think Cody's story is done yet. No, I don't think Cody's story is done yet either. I think it's taking way too long for it to play out. Breaking news. Rhea Ripley is on NXT, apparently. Thank you, uh, Mark, she, for letting us know. She just appeared on my screen, but right now I've got Dragon Lee heading to the ring. Wow. Um, I didn't I, I, what she said because we're doing the show here, but... And I, I, would, I would have to agree that, you know, like this Vince change of Champa worked. Yeah. I think it worked very, very, very well. <laughs> Mel saying Dragon Mel Lee. With Dragon Lee, heart. I agree, man. Or, yeah. I agree, dude, Ed. <laughs> I called her a man. I'm sorry, Mel. <laughs> uh, that's all that we've got here tonight for this edition of Turnbuckle Talk. This has been absolutely fantastic to have you both here with me once again. Thank you both very much. Chris, if the people are, <laughs> Mel says he's a Mexican. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, he's taking yes. on uh, Nathan Frazier, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And Mark says that Mel, this, um, this match is going to be fire. Yep. Thank you so much, Mel. Love you. Thank you, Mel. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mel. If someone's looking to find you on the socials or where they can see more of you and what you do, Chris, where can they look? All right. So you can find me here Monday nights, 8, 8 p.m. alongside Carl, alongside OMD on every every couple weeks whenever he shows up. And Chris Parrish, who is actually not going to be making a run in this week. Hmm. <clears throat> For the Monday Night Raw watch along. Yes. I'm excited for next week's Raw because it's going to be the post uh, Money in the Bank Raw. Yep. Um, 
You can also find me on Twitch at CBRS underscore entertainment or on YouTube, Chris Damage 83, or the channel name is CBRS Entertainment. Either way, you can find me in that in that context. OMD, where can the people oh. find you and what have you got coming up? Coming up, I've got the Boar's Nest this Thursday night at 8 p.m. with Bubba Duke, where I will actually be monitoring the chat and answering the questions while Bubba Duke plays some Diablo 4. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. That would explain the Diablo questions then. Yep. Right. Probably. (laughs) If you're looking for myself, just underneath my name, it's been there all night, but down in the ticker below, look for my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. For Chris Best, for OMD, and for myself, this has been your edition of Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 327. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.